The Jazz, the Utes, the Cougars, and the Aggies. Talking local sports all day, every day. Give it to me. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard. It is time to get out to the T-Mobile special guest line and welcome in the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson. Coach, how are you? Hey, coach. I'm doing good, guys. I wish we were talking about training camp, but uh, oh. we're not. So doing as good as possible. I'd love nothing more than to talk about uh, a matchup with Rolovich in Washington State, but sadly, uh, sadly, that's not going to be the case. You, you knew it was coming, and your players probably knew it was coming, but having that conversation with them when the official announcement uh, came out, what was that like and uh, what were the emotions like? Well, you know, first of all, I think the league did a really good job of uh, giving coaches and athletic departments an opportunity to, to get to their kids um, as quickly as possible. Twitter still beat us by about 15 minutes, but uh, at least we had the meeting set before it broke. Uh, but it was a very difficult meeting. <clears throat> Uh, always, you know, just on Zoom for us, basically, you can't get the kids together that quickly. Um, but, you know, it, it, at least it was uh, a decision, right? And we did get a decision. We had a little bit of um, an idea of the direction that we can move now when we weren't going to play. And so we discussed it. And then yesterday we, uh, you know, had another team meeting where we sat down and, and discussed, you know, where we're going from here. And we can formulate a plan. And we know we're going to come back August 31st. We know we're going to uh, take a couple weeks to get adjusted back in school. We know we're going to up our academic load um, from what it would normally be in the season, and we know we're going to start an off-season program in the middle of September. And that gives us some direction for the kids, for the coaches, and quite frankly, everybody. So it was it was as, as sad a news as it was and heartbreaking news. It was still news that allowed us to be able to move forward. So, Coach, I've done a, a couple of different in interviews with radio stations across the country, and the question that I get asked is, as a former player, how would you have reacted to this? And I could tell you it's different every single year of, of your eligibility. You know, a redshirt freshman is going to re react different than a sophomore and certainly than a senior. But I, I want to focus on your seniors a little bit. How is this affecting them? What are you telling them, and, and how are they handling the news? Well, I think it's a great place to start, and, and that's where I've started. Um, I'm calling and trying to FaceTime the ones that don't get FaceTime. I mean, the FaceTime are calling each uh, senior today. I'm in the process of doing that, and I've been through about two-thirds of them. Um, and, you know, we had, like I said, the two team meetings, but it, it, we need to get out and ask some questions. And the first thing is, is number one, is, is football still in the books for you? Um, is that where we're going to go and what we're going to do? And with a few kids, it's, it's not. You know, it's the, it's time to be able to move on, and they've got things going. Um, they've got jobs they can say yes to. We've got two young men who are going to start jobs here, very good jobs, in the next couple of days, and they've graduated, and they've got opportunities. Uh, so they're going to take those. we got other young men that, uh, you know, are, are absolutely, yes, I'm back, and I want to be at Utah State. And then the next question is, is you know, uh, if the spring season hits, then we go ahead as planned and we roll, and hopefully we can get some answers on that sooner than later. And, and if we go into the fall, then that's a whole other can of worms. You know, is that uh, are you still in? And 
we communicate about that and then the school's decision as far as bringing back super seniors and just laying it all on the table with them and being as honest and up frank as I, as, and frank as I possibly can to let them know that uh, we want what's best for them. And we all hope it's here and we're playing football, but we're just, we're talking it out right now and communicating and trying to educate um, ourselves on their plans and also um, let them know exactly what we know. So it's not, not real fun conversations to have, but we all need to get direction and be educated on what our goals are. A lot of uh, commissioners and athletic directors are saying spring is very much on the table. Is it really feasible, Gary? Well, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm, to, I've, I've had my opinions on that and my thoughts on that. And I think the best way for, for me to be able to look at it and say is let the, uh, let's let a plan be proposed and, the one thing I would say is we just we need a plan proposed as quickly as possible, and I don't know what quickly means, um, but we need to be able to have a plan. Uh, there's a lot to it, you know. There's a, there's a lot to that when you sit back and talk and the number of games and how many kids are going to play, and is it going to be eight, and then all of a sudden it's twelve, and you're playing twenty games in a year. Uh, you're sitting back, and you know we've lost a couple spring balls here for these young men now because they wouldn't get the next spring ball. And just speaking of Utah State, you know, we are a developmental program and we've missed some developmental time. Um, and and those are those are things that you look at and say, uh, okay, we're going to jump in and play two seasons very quickly. Uh, how does that affect recruiting? Um, you know, we're playing football games in February and March where we're typically out recruiting. Um, you know, the, the amount of kids that are going to come back, is your school going to allow you to have super seniors? Um, so what does your what does your team look like? Well, you don't have to worry about that if you're playing spring. So that's one of the positive things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and wait and see what what the the plan would look like, and then obviously I'm gonna support it and do what's best, to, whatever we're told to do, to do the best we can for our football team to get them a spot to be able to play. But there's a lot to it. I'm anxious to see um, what would be put on paper for us to be able to you know feasibly be able to do that, and I'm sure that's what the leagues are going to be working on. Coach, do you believe that the leaders of the Mountain West Conference got this decision right? Absolutely, 100%. And, and I can only speak from our, our place here, right here, Cache Valley, uh, you know, Logan, Utah, Utah State as a whole. I don't know what happened at, you know, with BYU or Utah or Weber, quite frankly, or Southern Utah. I just know our spot here in Utah, what we went through. Um, and it's the absolutely the, the correct decision. And, you know, I think it was it was made um, with a lot of discussion, and even the coaches. We were still, you know, we were involved in head coaches meetings and so on and so forth. But I thought the administration, um, our president, President Cockett, has been unbelievable as far as communicating with me what she knew. Um, I'd say the same thing for our administration with uh, John Hartwell and Jerry Bovey. They've everything that they've told me as we've gone through time is what they knew. Um, but do we do did we get it right here as far as Utah State? absolutely 100% right. And there's a lot that goes into that, things that people don't look and see, but just for the, the, the sake of the kids and where we were with all the situations and scenarios we were going through, yes, they got it right, um, quite frankly, for a lot of things. But there's uh, the, the staff that's out there. You know, you look at the training room. You look at the, the weight room. You look at all those scenarios and the situations that they go through and the amount of time that, uh, and the amount of people that it takes to go through um, the protocols that have to do with COVID. And, and, you know, look at the weight room. There's usually a couple strands of crew that run through the weight room. We have lift as an offense, we lift as a defense. Now all of a sudden we're lifting four or five times. Could we have done that? Sure. Um, but at the end of the day for us, 
you know, it was, and the tracking was very, very difficult as far as keeping the position groups, um, ability to be able to have a lineup, um, each week and be able to have a product that was, uh, be able to put out there and be, and be quality, uh, you know, it became very difficult through this, uh, couple, three months that we've been going through this process. So I believe they a hundred percent got it right. None of us like it. It's very hard to say that, um, as far as, because it's over with, but I can say, I think that our league did a tremendous job and our administration from the president down, I think did a tremendous job of, of, uh, helping do their part in making this decision. So you mentioned you're gonna you're gonna bring him back in August and and try to keep as many of these guys on campus, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know that's that's our that's our plan, and we've given our kids a break here um, to be where they want to be and go where they want to go. Uh, our kids, again, uh, I look back at Utah State. The, the scholarships are full. Um, our walk-on kids are going to get everything that they've ever gotten from the support of, of our program when they get back here on the 31st. And, you know, we're going to move forward. Um, but I, if they can go home right now, I think it's good for them to go home. There's discussions that they need to have with parents and what have you. I think that's good. If they stay here, they're in a great spot. We're, we're going to do all we can to take care of them. We'll come back on the 31st, start school, again, push the envelope with the number of credit hours they're taking to continually work towards that graduation or that upper-level degree if they've already graduated. And then two weeks into September, as strange as this sounds, two weeks into September, um, we will start a off-season program like it was January 15th. Coach, do you fear what is potentially coming with uh, financial fallout? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not in the middle of all those things. I know that, uh, you know, my stance on that is our, our football staff will, will be supportive of whatever President Cockett and, and John Hartwell come up with for us. Um, we need to be, and we're very sensitive to – the whole situation and the, the thing that needs to be in the uh, forefront on um, those discussions is make sure that we are doing everything we possibly can to continually put the student athletes in uh, normalcy, if you will, as far as, you know, scholarships, as far as meals and far as all those things have taken place. And, and that has absolutely happened here. Uh, but, you know, if there's a, a situation to where we as coaches are, are involved in the scenario to be able to, you know, you have to, make things better for the kids or make things better for the university. And if there's, I don't want to say a price to pay, but if there's, you know, a situation where it comes with furlough things or whatever those are, we we need to be supportive of that as a football staff. And we absolutely will. Gary Anderson joining us right here on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network head coach at uh, Utah state university. You know, every, and I think you brought up a really good point. Every university is kind of in a different situation right now. And every conference is in a different situation right now. And, and, and when did you kind of get the sense that it was probably in the best interest for Utah State not to play football this year? I mean, was there – I mean, was it June, July? I mean, when when did it really kind of sink in that this probably wasn't going to be able to go for you guys? Oh, I just think it's, been, it's just been recently, you know, as, as you've looked at it. And, and like I say, the most difficult piece to this was really was at the end of the day. It's not the number of COVID uh, kids that we had that, that had COVID um, – it's not that at all. It's the number of the kids that we're, we're tracing. And then the difficulty, like I talked about, you look and you just, you know, these schools that are going to go ahead and, and play or try to play, um, that would be, it would be great to see some kids have an opportunity to play football. But they, again, the ability to stress on the training room, I, I, I just can't, I can't even tell you the stress that's been on the training room with Mike Williams and his staff down there over the last, you know, three weeks, two months, however long it's been here that we've gone through this process. 
and and we don't have even close to all of our student athletes back here yet. And you got a guy that mm. you know usually is, is taping ankles for practice, and now all of a sudden he's uh, you know taking temperatures and he, he's doing two or three different things, and they're in there twice as long as they were before because the structure of the training room is. Um, you can't, you, you got a social distance and all those things that come with it. So it, it, it became obvious as we went through time that those were going to, could we have got through those? Absolutely. If we had the opportunity to play, we could have gotten through those, but we had still had a lot of uh, educating and a lot of tweaks to be able to make it be right. If we got into pads and got into normal full practices, which we never did. Um, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I, I can't give you an exact time when I said, Oh, this is going to be very difficult or, or, or impossible. But, uh, I'll just say this. I was very, very supportive of the decision when they made it as a whole for our student athletes first and, and for our, our staff and not really the football staff will do what we got to do, but the support staff was under severe stress. Do you believe it's just a matter of time until nationally it's a full on closure of all college football? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I guess the, the biggest thing you look at and you say that they, they obviously have some doctors that, uh, are backing them. And I'm sure that that is their, their thought process. That is if, if we have that backing and they say that we can play and then they are handling, they look at those things that I've talked about and, and it's in place. You know, I would imagine a team in the SEC, I'll, I'll bet you they've got 15, 20 people new that, that within their structure, whether that's in the weight room, whether that's in the cleaning crews, whether that's in the, the training rooms that they've added to be able to almost put these guys in bit of a bubble right as they can um looks very different than the nba bubble obviously but uh you know from the the, the feeding up or the, the way they feed the kids and keep them you know in their in their own cafeterias and so on and so forth where they're socially distanced and um if they can do all those things you know they've had a trial run and now it's going to get amped up on them when they turn around and get on pads if they can do it then uh uh, I hope it all works out for them, and, but as long as they, they've had the backing, which they wouldn't be doing if they didn't have the backing, and the other conferences have, have listened to the, the medical professionals, and they've obviously said, you know, this isn't the best way to proceed. So um, I don't know. It, it would be nice to have some Saturdays to sit down and watch college football, I guess, selfishly <laughs> on, on my end. So um, I would be hopeful that it could happen in that point, and I guarantee they're all making the decisions they think are right for student athletes. And as long as we're doing that and they think they can play, um, then it's great to continue to move forward. Got to imagine all this uncertainty probably took its toll on your players. How have they handled these last, uh, you know, month or two, not knowing what, what the fall would look like? Uh, it's been really hard. And like Han said, it's different for every kid. A freshman's a little different than a sophomore and so on and so on and so on. Um, but they all, each one of them, have uh you know they've had something taken away from them right now and they don't know what the what they're going to get back um is it spring is it is a year back of eligibility is it feasible for uh the university that i play for to be able to really bring back and have super seniors um so there's so much uncertainty uh it's been it's been very difficult um you know but what we've tried to do is be able to stay happy and get out on the field and have a smile on our face when we went out there and i thought our kids handled the practices opportunities that we had very well um, even in the tweaks, we it seemed every week that we were we were tweaking them and changing them from a bit to be, you know, sometimes we uh, we had this grill this last week and then you know maybe we need to change this drill a little bit to make it better for the situation that we're in and our kids adapted to everything that we asked them to when they were out there on the field and so you know we're real, I'm I'm very proud of them. I know our staff is our university should be very proud of them, how they've handled this whole situation and and now it's just a matter of handling them each one of them individually as we go through these next 
couple weeks here until we get to August 31st and, and, and let them understand that we're, we're going to be here for them and there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made um, and that they can't control, but they obviously need to be educated so they can control the decisions that they want to make and have the best information available. There were some interesting kind of occurrences as this virus was continuing and colleges were trying to make decisions players started to try to leverage a little bit and they put together a list of demands. Did you feel like you had any players that would have possibly sat out if they did decide to move forward? Um, I don't know. We, I mean, yeah, potentially we, we could have had um, some players decide. I think there was a lot of uncertainty and unknown. And what we did is, again, we just talked and tried to educate the kids that had those issues. And we said it all along. If we had a young man that was in a position to not feel comfortable because of COVID um, or any of the other things that were going on out there in the world, then we wanted to be able to communicate about it. And we wanted to be able to um, talk and see where they were. Um, so would we have had a kid that opted not to play for some reason or whatever it meant if, they, if the true opt-out was still there where um, the team was going to play and they weren't going to be part of it? I can't say we would have or if we wouldn't have, would have or wouldn't have at that point. Uh, we had a couple of kids that were looking to make decisions in the, down those lines. And I don't think that they were necessarily extremely selfish decisions. I don't think we were in a place to be able to be educated enough to say, yes, this is the time when I need to make this decision. My thought process was them. I told them, let's see when we get to the 24th. Um, and August 24th was our day that we are going to come back and start camp. And then August 24th, those decisions would have had to be made. If you're going to opt out or not play, um, then we would have made those decisions. And that would have involved families, each young man individually, um, and our coaching staff, and, and talk it out and see what was there. But obviously, we never got to that point. So I couldn't tell you if we would have had kids sit out or not. Um, but we did have some kids that were you know, thinking about it. So we were working again as coaches to be educators and educate them. You know, John Hartwell uh, was on yesterday, and he mentioned that now that the decision's been made, it's almost in a weird way kind of a relief because now you can just kind of step back and say, okay, let's plan for the future and let's try to work now that we have at least some concrete knowledge of what it's going to look like in the fall. Now we can start to make our preparations and plan accordingly. Do you kind of feel that as well, a little bit of a relief that, okay, now we're not just rushing and rushing. Let's take a step back and do this right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that, that is the biggest thing. Um, you know, we, we have a plan now. For, for what we know today, Utah State football has a plan moving forward, and I told you what we're going to do on August 31st moving forward. And from an academic standpoint, from a weight room standpoint, from an off-season training standpoint, and, and that's, that's uh, as hard and as tough as that news was, it was still news, and it gave us the ability to be able to move forward. And that's, uh, that, was, that was a big step for young men. It was a big step, big step for our staff um, and for our administration. Well, hey, we appreciate your time, Coach. Uh, I know this has been uh, kind of a rough stretch, but hopefully we're talking about better things here in the near future. Yeah, we will be. And we'll, we'll keep on grinding through this. And we'll get the best out of it we can and uh, looking forward to the future. So I appreciate you guys having us on. Go Aggies. You got it. Gary Anderson, head coach, Utah State, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, said, you know what, 100% the right choice to shut it down. I know how much Gary loves his players. I, I know he's going to have our time with those senior calls. But I also know he's going to do everything he can to try to get them what they need to be successful, whether it's another year of football or it's some type of referral or moving into their next 
next part of life. He's going to do everything he can. I, I can't imagine how difficult this would be. I, I asked him, Scotty, about the fear of financial fallout. And, you know, I, I think coaches are really hesitant to talk about anything personal because there's a bigger picture out there. Yeah. You know, when you talk personal, then people are like, oh, well, that's just a selfish guy that's after his money. But there are a lot of coaches out there that aren't making millions that are making, you know, 85,000, 120,000. There are assistant and strength and, and assistant strength coaches that are making 65, 80,000, 70,000. They're living year by year and to have their job ripped out from under them or have them furloughed. It's just devastating. It's the, the uh, financial impacts for individuals in the Pac-12 and Mount West Conference, just those two conferences and the fallout financially, it's going to impact, an, uh, I guess, a, a number of people that you really couldn't yeah. even equate to. I mean, you know, you got Mike M losing his job at the Pac-12 Network. Uh, you will, I, I'm sure, in the next two to three weeks, you'll hear uh, and see tweets from, um, you know, marketing directors and, and a lot of other people that are going to say, I've been furloughed or I've been laid off or reorganizations. I mean, this is, these are tough decisions. And, and, you know, according to Gary Anderson, it's the right decision. Uh, these decisions are going to come with a heavy cost. And he said, you know, he, he mentioned, look, our coaches need to be, if they ask us to take furloughs, we need to be prepared and uh, be willing to help out wherever we can. And I'm not, I don't know if that's going to be the case or not, but that's, it certainly, you know, could be on the table. Boise state coaches have already been furloughed and now they could be furloughed even more. I mean, it's, it's a rough time we're living in. Hans and Scotty, this is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.